You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines with your host, veteran journalist, Darren Nichols. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Darren Nichols. With us today, joining us today, will be Detroit City Charter Commissioner Richard Mack, who is also an attorney. Um, The Detroit City Charter, which is largely procedural, the, the Charter Commission and the work that they do, is one of the most important efforts towards establishing a framework for moving the city forward. The Charter um, is the guiding document that guides the city. Um, It was updated in 1973, 1997, and 2012, or between 2009 and 2012. By law, it's supposed to be revised every 20 years, but most didn't want to wait that long about 10 years ago because of what was going on with Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick. There was a provision this time that allowed the city to open up uh, the city charter uh, this year. And what we will be discussing with Attorney Richard Mack, um, who is a charter commissioner, is why that was opened up uh, during that time. And when we come back, we'll hear from Attorney Richard Mack. Welcome back to Beyond the Headlines, and we are here with Attorney Richard Mack, and we're going to be hello. Welcome, enjoy, and and introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Richard Mack. I'm a, a labor and employment attorney uh, in Detroit, uh, Miller Cohen Law Firm. Been doing it 21 years now. I'm proud to represent only unions and employees. Uh, and I also was uh, blessed to be elected as the uh, Detroit Charter Commissioner this okay. past November. Okay. And so talk about the beginnings of the commission. I mean, from my vantage point, it looks like it's gotten off to a rocky start. I mean, you're talking about the police that have been called at one meeting. Um, there's been squabbling over procedures. Um, at last and last week, um, it looked like it was um, adjourned early. So, kind of talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about um, about what's been going on, what changes need to be made, mm-hmm. and whether this is just sort of growing pains with the body. So, yeah, I um, unfortunately since November, we were sworn into office November twentieth. Uh, we have met 11 times in committee of the whole meetings. We've been in office for seven months and we have not talked about the charter at one meeting yet, let alone adopted any thoughts of potential revision. Uh, It's very unfortunate. We're well behind where we have been, um, you know, where we, where we were rather than the 2012 charter. Um, honestly, what's been holding it up 
is that for the 11 meetings that we've been at, we've been arguing over a lot of procedural things. The chief procedural things have been things like where we meet, when we meet, how often we meet. Um, literally, um, I'll take you back to the, uh, the process of hiring staff. Um, I made a motion at our February 23rd meeting. I'm the chair of the personnel committee, which is responsible for hiring staff. And I think we've done a good job of thoroughly vetting the people that we ultimately hired. Uh, prior to hiring them, at the February 23rd meeting, I made a motion to move the date of our March 23rd to the March 30th meeting because I knew that we needed additional time to review the almost 200 resumes that we received. And so I, you know, the motion failed because we hadn't yet received the resumes and folks thought, well, let's get the resumes in and then see if you need additional time. Our meeting dates, by the way, are every second Tuesday and every fourth Saturday. So on March the 12th, our next meeting, I said, well, we've gotten the resumes um, and, you know, it turned out being 200 plus and we need an additional week so that we can make a hiring decision in the month of March because it's critically important that we get staff on board because we all have, or most of us have jobs and we're, you know, are not capable of doing the hiring, um, you know, on our own. So or, or there's the work of the commission on our own. So we needed staff to do that. So uh, that motion passed. And so at that time, three of our commissioners, a commissioner Small, Underwood, and Winder, protested. And they said that we should not move the March 23rd meeting to March 30th, the one-week move, because we've set a uh, calendar, a cadence, that our meeting dates would be the fourth Saturday, not the fifth Saturday, which is March 30th. And so I said, well, that's our cadence, but there's nothing wrong with our commission moving one of our Saturday meetings for one week back. We're doing it in front of the public. There were 100 plus people there. Everyone is can be apprised of the move, the one-time move. Well, unfortunately, Commissioner Small decided that she disagreed with that, and she decided to host her own commission meeting on March 23rd. Uh, and put it on Facebook that this is a commission meeting, you know, despite the fact that we had changed the meeting date. And then on March 30th, we met and we were supposed to have the interviews of the two final candidates for general counsel and two final candidates for executive director. And through those three commissioners, before the vote was taken, they got up and walked out because they said this meeting should not have happened. We've already voted to have our meeting date. You know, on the fourth Saturday, not the fifth Saturday, and they walked out. They left five commissioners remaining. However, one of them was at a funeral or away with the you know grieving family um, for a passing, and so we, they left five commissioners remaining. And so we proceeded to conduct business. Um, you know, honestly, from my vantage point, we were not elected to walk away from meetings, we were elected to attend meetings and to do this commission business. Um, and the fact that there was disagreement didn't mean it was illegal. Uh, by the way, we got uh, written legal opinions from our city's corporation council, 
Uh, he gives us the legal advice until we hire our own attorney. And, of course, his written opinion was there's nothing improper under Robert's rules or the law in moving to one meeting date from the 23rd to the 30th. Um, there was a parliamentarian who advised us, who trained us a couple of occasions, and she said there was nothing improper with moving the meeting date. So we did our due diligence to make sure that the movement was proper. Well, and then that was it. That wasn't enough. So going forward, we then, you know, went about, you know, establishing the salary and the contract for the staff. And literally every meeting since that March 30th meeting has been embroiled in controversy brought up by the three commissioners who opposed the hiring that things were being done wrong, that, um, you know, there was questions about, well, who, who established the contract language? Those questions were answered. I mean, even things from the resumes being sent to, you know, my law firm instead of, I guess, they wanted them sent to my house. I don't know. But, you know, every little thing was raised, and, and every time there was an issue raised, we would send an email to the corporation counsel saying, is there anything improper about this? And four written legal opinions have been given to corporation counsel that what we've done in the process for hiring the staff we have has been proper. So so, so, so let me ask you this. Um, all of this yes. sounds extremely dysfunctional, right? And And clearly there's two factions that are going on with the body. So where do you go from here? Um, because the residents and and others who are interested in what is going to change in the charter or be reviewed in the charter, um, they're ready to get to the business. What is going to make this yeah. move forward? So great. Um, has been putting together a list of kind of like a way forward document kind of laying out where we go because what happened this past Saturday was just really beyond the pale. I mean, it's, uh, which I get into, but, um, we're going to have some very concrete, uh, recommendations. I, I don't want to go into all of them because we do want to, you know, vet them. We want to seek, uh, you know, just, just to make sure that, but, but at our next meeting, we'll be laying out some very, a uh, uh, concrete, specific way forward uh, 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 proposals as to how we get past this point. Because we were elected, nine of us were elected, not just three of us, but all nine of us were elected by the people of this city. And we operate by majority rule. And the fact is, you have the three commissioners with, you know, 10 to 15 members of the audience that they typically corral to come who those members of the audience will disrupt. And literally at one prior meeting this month, um, chair Weaver attempted to have the staff uh, give a report. The staff had gone through our flight plan, which kind of outlines where we need to be by when we need to get there and what we should be doing to revise the charter. If we decide to, you know, if, if there are potential revisions being considered, which there are, and this, the, the public literally shouted and yelled so much that the staff could not make the report. And so, 
are some things we need from uh, all angles to make sure that the public, that our commissioners are, you know, making, uh, are allowing the commission to proceed uh, with doing the business. Um, at the last meeting, uh, it did break up early, you mentioned, um, because there was a motion again, this is, here we are, June 22nd. Uh, and there was a motion made by Commissioner Winder uh, that some things that happened in the Personnel Committee review process back in March, three months earlier, were improper. Uh, mind you, Commissioner Winder was a member of the Personnel Committee and literally intricately involved in every detail of what the Personnel Committee did. But instead of raising any concerns she had three months ago, she decided to wait till now to raise some concerns, but she raised some concerns, um, things that had already been addressed, by the way, by Corporation Council, that there was no issue with them at all. And and so she made a motion. I protested to the motion because Robert's Rules of Order, Section 35, was, was not being complied with in the way that she made a motion. Uh, so I made a point of order. Uh, Chair Weaver adopted the point of order and said that the motion was improper. So Chair Weaver attempted to move on. Unfortunately, we only had five mics from media services, so Chair Weaver and Vice Chair Nicole Small, who was sitting next to each other, were sharing a mic. So as Chair Weaver started to move on, Vice Chair Small reached over, grabbed the microphone, uh, and then there was a tussle over the microphone between the two of them. Because that was literally the third time that that uh, Commissioner Small had, you know, physically pulled the microphone away from Carol Weaver, and that third time, I guess, was the one that Weaver wasn't allowing it to happen. And so the two of them went back and forth. Uh, I went over and said, "Let's take a five-minute recess." Took a five-minute recess. The crowd approached the the uh, rec center front table where we were uh, sitting. And Chair Weaver was telling them, please sit down. She said, go sit down. Chair Weaver was holding the gavel. And then there's a video of all of this, by the way. Uh, uh, Chair, uh, uh, Vice Chair Small, Nicole Small, reaches over and yanks and attempts to yank the gavel out of Chair Weaver's hand while she's standing there. Um, and so then there became another tussle. And we immediately got back to the table during the meeting, and at that point, unfortunately, you know, Ms. Weaver went and filed a police report for assault because that literally, the criminal definition of assault is, you know, when someone, uh, 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 without violent, what is it? The criminal definition of assault is when someone touches your person without your permission. And... So that's where things are right now, unfortunately. And it's really sad, honestly, Darren. It's just it's sad that, you know, it's one thing to yell, it's one thing to protest, but putting your hands on people just is beyond the pale. Right. Um, so we really are got to do some things to, to get, you know, all of us to where we're respecting one another, we're not physically attacking each other, and we are set out to do the business of the people. And sure. it's frustrating that we find ourselves at this point. None of us were elected to 
to, to be arguing about changing a meeting date from one Saturday to the next or to be adjourning meetings because one of us wants to yank at a gavel in someone else's hand. Or it, it's just ridiculous. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get much, but every time I think about it and go through this whole scenario, it just pisses me off. It really does. Right. And, and we got to get past it. And so what what is, because obviously it it seems it's very clear that there's two factions that are going on on this commission. But what is yeah. driving the community opposition? I mean, because it, at least from from my vantage point as someone who has been around city politics and been around through the whole EM process the whole time, it looks like some of the same folks who were um, vehemently opposed to the EM process and those were the uh, main protesters um, during the EM process. So why is this coming out in in the Charter Commission? Why is it that um, it is spilling over into your meetings? Is it, is it a matter of um, this frustration that the community is not being involved, this whole two cities uh, um, issue that's going on? Or, or what, what really is at play here? And, and that's a great point, Darren. Um, the fact is, I was the attorney for the union who not only protested the EM process in the streets, but also in the courtrooms. I've sued EMs in Detroit, Pontiac, Flint, sued the state multiple times over the issues. But also the union's finance was to the tune of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, to overturn Public Act 4 successfully. So what's so distressing about this is that once we, and your use of the EM process, I think, is right on. Once we get past these procedural issues, I think most of us are singing the same tune. But I think there is something that, and I've said this before, we have to be sensitive to the fact that the EM process followed by the bankruptcy process, and I'll take it even before the EM process, the consent agreement process. I was literally in the courtroom in federal court on April 4th, 2012, I remember like it was yesterday, the very day that city council was rejecting the union contract that I was trying to enforce, but instead signing up to do a consent agreement because that earlier week, Rick Snyder had gone on television and said, if you sign up to that union contract, which we spent months and months negotiating, you're going to be put under emergency management. So we definitely share the, 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 the wounds of fighting the procedural loss of rights in this town. We share that and we have to be sensitive because when people hear procedural, you know, changes or shortcomings or disagreements, they can be, they have a right to be skeptical over it. I absolutely get that. And I've said that on radio stations. I've said that wherever I've talked about these issues. But that doesn't mean we don't need to be sophisticated 
and delve into the specifics of what's happening. Now, we're not always going to agree on every issue, right? Uh, I can quote you the Roberts rules, which allows me to have moved the meeting. Section 38 allows me to renew a motion even if it fails before. You know, the, the parliamentary uh, uh, commissioners that we have don't have the final say, but instead 467, the Roberts rules said that the chair has the final say. She can disregard parliamentary advice. We can go through the specifics of what parliamentary rules and Roberts rules of order say. We can disagree even on how to interpret them. That's fine. But at the end of the day, once you have two sides listening to something and there's a motion made and there's a vote on that motion, that ought to be the end of it. But it's not. And unfortunately, there's all sorts of, you know, some distrust, too, which I I think, you know, I, I, I guess, again, having gone through the wounds and the war of the EM bankruptcy consent agreement, even before the consent agreement, the whole process of taking away money from union workers, taking all of that in, I get it. But we've got to have a way for people to understand that if you compare what we're arguing about and it's important to what we should be discussing, the last seven months has not been time well spent. I'm sorry. With all due respect to the people who have opinions about the procedural shortcomings, I get that. But every procedural fight is not a fight for a hill we want to die on. It simply isn't. Let the meeting be moved a week. Let this vote, you know, let it, 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 there's certain things which you need to just move past. And that's what I said. People don't like when I say that. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's wrong. Okay. In your opinion, it may be wrong, but there's a the decision that's been made and it's time to move forward. And unfortunately, you know, again, it is, you know, probably 10, 15 people, you know, the same group that are in the public. Uh, they will show up and they will protest and they will voice the same opinion. Um, and, and it, you know, it certainly gives the impression that there is a groundswell of opinion against what's happening. There are people who are against the whole dispute on all sides of it. You know, this has not been popular for any of us on the commission. Right. I certainly, you know, as a labor lawyer for 21 years, I sign up for controversy. I sign up. To, to fight on behalf of my clients, but I say don't, don't sign up to argue over meeting dates and, 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 and how to best interpret Robert's rules. That's not why I signed up for this position. That's not what I signed up to do as a commissioner, but we'll have those dis- disagreements. But uh, unfortunately, you know, we've, the, the, you know, some in the public have, have, have voiced and, you know, they, they just are passionate about these issues. And uh, we've got to make some changes to move forward. And we'll be uh, uh, dealing with those at our next meeting. I know our chair has some, plenty of ideas. I'll, I'll let her speak to those. Um, but, um, you know, we've, we've, got to, we've, we've got to move forward. And, Darren, we will move forward. Okay. It will happen. We will write this commission. Uh, uh, we will rewrite this charter in a way that I pray that the citizens feel uh, we got it right. If they don't, they can vote it down, of course. Uh, but we need to be sensitive to their voice. We need to be sensitive to what they want to see. Doesn't mean that we need to agree with every member of the public on every p- p- procedural issue, which obviously we don't. But at the end of the day, 
we've got to put this charter in place. And so, I mean, this this may be this may seem like a very strange question, but being yeah. on the charter commission now is it more than what you bargained for? And do you see any of your colleagues stepping down from the commission, which would set it back even further? Um, good question. Uh, yes, it's more uh, because. Uh, you know, I, I've said before, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of busy with you, you know, you're my guy, so I feel like I could roll on with it. But I voted for four people when I went in that voting booth. And Nicole Small was one of them because I worked with her before. Uh, honestly, I just, I don't know. I, I guess it's maybe something I've never seen of her. Uh, but for her to, you know, twice go out and Facebook blast commission meetings that the commission had not authorized but has specifically, you know, spoken against or made a decision against or to see her three times, you know, put her hands on another commission uh, involuntarily. Um, and some of the other stuff I've seen her do uh, in public, uh, just, you know, I, I, it's shocking to me. And, and it's causing a lot of us to spend a lot of time on a lot of things that have nothing to do with, the commission business itself. So yes, it's more, it's a lot more. If you talk to some of the 2012 commissioners, their main gripe was how much time they spent reading and listening to boring speeches from department heads or from community activists. I long for the day when we can hear boring speeches from department heads and community activists. You know, we haven't even had one speech about one topic, about one area in the charter because we've been dealing with all of this stuff. And do I see any of them stepping down? No. Um, you know, I didn't sign up for a fight to leave early. Uh, and when I say fight, I mean fight for the rights of citizens, fight to do things to make water more affordable in the charter, fight to try to take some of the, 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 the riches, we'll call it, of the downtown, midtown corridors to see if there's a way to spread that into some of the communities uh, uh, that, that aren't so well off. Um, you know, I, to, to fight for the return to citizen district council, making sure that we have a, or at least something close, that we have a voice in the development that takes place in our neighborhood. Those are the fights that I signed up for. Fight for make sure that we have uh, financial education in the charter so that people who are returning citizens or people who have matriculated out of high school, uh, have a place to go within city government to give them specific direction. You know, of, of, I mean, those are the sorts of things. The fight, oh my goodness, we've got Proposal 3 passed in the um, state government allowing us to have a certain, a great deal of rights as to when we vote and how we vote and how we can absentee ballot vote and all this stuff. No reason absentee ballot. Wouldn't it be great if we spent time addressing some of those things in the charter to the extent we need to, to make sure that our clerk's office has the resources and the tools necessary to put everybody in the ballot box. I mean, the science of voting, if you think about Proposal 3, the science of voting now making it no reason after the ballot, same-day registration, the science of voting is now changing in our state. The city needs to be on the forefront of leading the change, and there could be some things we can do in the charter to speak to that. 
Those are the things I want to hear from experts about. I don't have the answers on all those things. We need to hear from experts who deal with those matters to let them tell us what we should be considering. Those are the things I signed up to do, Darren. So, no, I'm not stepping away from that fight. I don't care how many procedural issues we have to deal with. We'll deal with them. We'll get past them. But those are the fights that I'm longing for to get into because those things are on behalf of the people of this great city, and that's who we need to be fighting for. Okay. Not each other. Okay. And I know we're running a little bit short on time, but um, I want to get two things out of you. Um, I just want to to make clear that you're saying that um, a – that as of last week's meeting that um, there was charges that are going to be filed with the Detroit police at what happened at, at last week's meeting. I just want to make sure that, that I'm clear on that. Um, I want to, to ask you in terms of when, when you reasonably expect the charter to, or the commission to begin its work and then, uh, Give me your final thoughts on everything that we've sort of talked about. Sure, sure. So, yeah, and, and again, I'll I'll let uh, Carol speak to her uh, charges or what have not. I do know that uh, that was something that she did. I think it was appropriate. It was unfortunate that it had to be done. But hopefully, prayerfully, you know, some of that, we get past that. Um. And again, we will be speaking to some of that at uh, subsequent meetings. Um, and we're going to, you know, again, you, you should have heard our chair uh, really, you know, yeah, chewing through some things. I mean, obviously, there's some things that I think she's putting together. I don't know all of it, but um, she's very passionate to make sure we right. And I'm honestly, that's be deliberating on this stuff is at an open meeting. So um, she should be laying out some things at the open meeting and then, uh, you know, the other commissioners can chime in. And um, I'm hopeful that we are going to set ourselves on the right course to get things straight. Um, as far as when we're going to get down to business, um, we have our next meeting on July the 9th. I don't know exactly where it's going to be, but that's this coming Tuesday. Um, at six, and uh, not this coming, but next Tuesday at six. Um, say it again. We have a meeting coming up on July 9th. That's a Tuesday at six. And I don't know exactly the location where that's going to be, but we will be, um, you know, have, that's a full committee of the whole meeting. And I anticipate hopefully after that, we will be getting ready to get down to business. Um, and as far as sort of the final thoughts, I think that, um, you know, all things are possible. That I think as far as final thoughts, I think that all things are possible for those who love the Lord and for them who are deep called according to his purpose. And I truly believe that with all the prayers that are going up, from all of the people uh, in this city about what we are doing, that uh, what's going to be possible and what is possible and what will be realized is a charter revision 
that people can be proud of. I just fully, fully believe that despite all of the bumps in the road and despite all of what we're going through, uh, we will we will succeed and we'll be we'll be the better for it. Um, so uh, yeah, I so I know that we will succeed and I know we'll be the better for it. So I know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be well. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Mack, for coming on the show. I know you were a little pressed for time today, and I, I yeah, uh, I appreciate you. Glad that me in. glad that you can could join us, and uh, I want to leave this forum open for you to come back and for your colleagues um, who want to chime in on their thoughts on what's going on with the commission um, to to be a part of this forum as well. Um, because we don't want it to be one-sided as well. And so Absolutely. Um, thank you again for, for being on Beyond the Headlines, and that is where we're going to wrap up this week. As we leave Beyond the Headlines, I want to give our listeners an inspirational quote for you guys to ponder each week as you get ready for the new show. It's from Dr. Martin Luther King. It reads, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Until next time, we'll see you on Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) 